Hello, I'm David. And so am I. And we're the Sticky Bomb Boys. Welcome back to the podcast. We've truly made it through the wilderness. Somehow, we've made it through. Didn't know how lost we were until we found Prue. (laughs) Oh, Madonna really was ahead of her time. (laughs) Anyway, it's the final. But what happens next? I hear you cry. Well, more on that later. Until then, let's get right into this all-male climax to 10 weeks of hard graft. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Do you know what? This series, more than other series, I think went really fast. I cannot believe it's the final already. It's quite late for a final, isn't it? Oh, it did start late this year, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like not far off Christmas now, really. Um, I quite liked this episode, but I was a little bit drunk when I watched it. Oh, maybe I should get drunk next time. Because <laughs> you didn't? Final... Uh, I, I didn't. The thing is, we've said this a million times, finals in general aren't usually that great, but it was fine. No, there wasn't much jeopardy. No, I mean, I liked all three people in the final. I thought we'll get, we'll get straight into it because the challenges were good. The signature, they had to make eight eclairs. They had to have at least have two different types of decoration and flavor. And they had two hours and 15 minutes. I thought it was quite a good challenge. Yeah. I mean, this was semi-final patisserie challenge. I thought it was really good. Well, famously, financiers are actually the patisserie. Uh, didn't you know? <laughs> yes, very much also, so. Also, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was writing these notes. What does it feel like walking into such an empty tent? Like it's very empty. It's so weird because even just the difference between the semi-final and the final, Mm. it feels really empty. It kind of feels a bit sad in a way. Instead of being like excited for the final, I remember feeling a bit kind of like... Haunted by the ghosts of Baker's past. Yeah, where is everyone? Yeah, (laughs) outside getting drunk, having a lovely time. Well, at the start, it's too quiet. Then as you guys start arriving... Could you hear us? Oh my goodness, yes. I don't know how the sound people didn't hear you. Oh, really? It's really quite loud, yeah. Who did you hear first from the Baker's? Ooh, Probably I Elena shouting something in Spanish. Yeah, I can imagine it'll be Elena. Bless actually. her child, Flora running around. <laughs> Flora! <laughs> but you can also, you, like, it's it's quite fun because 
so people that don't know, as people arrive, a lot of people get kept in a holding bay mm. and only like the important people come through. Although my husband, Nick, was also kept in the holding bay <laughs> until the last second they forgot well, about him. he wasn't your husband yet, was he? So they didn't really care. <laughs> but you guys all get down quite early. And so like you get to enjoy it at first. We kind of saw like, oh, there's the first group come down, mm. the important ones. And then the hordes come down later. Um, can you clean your muff? It's distractingly furry. I know it was actually distracting me. It's because we're well, in my house the, today. It's the bit at the bottom. And it's Kai's hair. Oh, I see. You're both going to leave this house covered in dog hair. Sorry. Shall we talk about the episode? Yeah, I thought this was good because, like you said, the eclairs are good. Instead of trying to tell them to do, like, 64 eclairs, making them just do eight, but, like, good two different types with decoration. Gave them the time to do different things. Mm. Uh, but still, obviously, it's quite tough to do it in that time. I thought it was really good. Love the dramatic music accompanying people like not dusting things with icing sugar and that being <laughs> the worst thing that could have happened in the world. So we go to Dan first, actually, then. Yeah, but well, actually, first of all, well, if you pick Dan, but I wanted to ask you, of the six eclairs, mm. which one would you wanted to eat the most? See, I'm not a very sweet girl. I don't like things to be too sweet. So actually, both of Josh's sounded quite nice. Coconut, mango and raspberry. And then coffee creme pack with a dark chocolate top. Yeah, I loved the idea of banoffee. A banoffee eclair. I don't know if I want a banana in my eclair. Oh, see, I did. It was a bit <laughs> weird. Prue said, for banana lovers, that's perfect. Are you a banana lover? Then? I'm a banana lover, obviously. I've heard that. Mm. Do you go from the top of the bottom of a banana when you're opening it? Bottom? You do. So you hold the stalk and you peel it like a... I break open the bit that's not the stalk. Basically, I saw a monkey do it once. I was like, monkeys know what they're doing. They know how to eat bananas. They also lick their own asses, David. Well, they Um, know what they're doing. (laughs) Um, I thought that Josh's, when you say like Josh's, for the final things, his looked like it was in a window. Yeah, they looked absolutely brilliant. Also, his first major innuendo of the season came in this episode when he said, and I quote, I'll pipe a bit in the first hole, then I'll go for the second hole, and then I'll stop when the first hole starts to ooze out again. (laughs) Have you had experience of that, David? Yeah, I mean, that's... Multiple holes? Yeah. Oh, in the same room? In the same room? (laughs) (laughs) I very much enjoyed it. He also swore. Yes. We got a Josh swear. Josh seemed to actually relax a bit into the final. He was Mm. a lot more chatty and a bit more fun, or seemingly the edit kind of gave that. Yeah, I thought he did well. Uh, The bakes looked really good. The flavours were delicate. They were there, but also they were too sweet. Yeah. By the way, question... Has Matty worn the same clothes throughout the whole series? Because you know when you notice, like when Josh came in, I was like, oh, he's wearing hot pink. Yeah. Matty has looked the same in every single episode. He just likes like a boxy t-shirt and shorts, doesn't he? I think it's been the same ones every single week. If you found something that works, you wear the same jumper every time in different colours. That is true, actually. So Matty then made Black Forest with Kirsch Chantilly and Bonoffi with Walnut and Pecan Praline. Um, His girlfriend's beautiful, by the way. Oh, yes. Lovely hair. Very weird, actually, with Matty, because we only seem to be given his kind of like story of why he was on Bake Off at the end. Yeah, with Josh. He didn't have a photo of his girlfriend through the whole series, did he? He didn't. Is this because they were trying to make him into a dark horse? Because neither of us pegged him as the winner. Would you like to have pegged him as a winner? <laughs> you would have. As a winner, would you like to peck him? No, I mean, like, because basically, normally, when you're watching Bake Off, from the first episode, you can kind of be like, they're going to win. I mean, with Matty, we obviously did our predictions, mm. and both of us had Josh and Dan in the top, I think, at some point. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone in the country had Matty as the top. In fact, most people thought he was going out week one or two. Exactly. So I feel like maybe that's why they've sat on his like backstory for later, because if you've got yes. too much of this kind of stuff, you'd be like, oh, winner. I mean, his looked great. His 
eclairs looked fab, I thought. Basically, yeah. The, the issue they had with his was in both eclairs, he didn't quite get the balances right. Like mm. with the Bonoffi, there wasn't any caramel toffee taste. And with the Black Forest, there wasn't enough cherry. Prue said, that's the first time we've had one that's properly firm. Oh, she's had a sad life, hasn't she? Um, so Dan, Dan yeah. was doing strawberries and cream with summer fruit punch jelly. So Pims, they just can't say Pims and salted caramel mascarpone cream with tempered chocolate. And he told his kids that he was on Bake Off the night before the final. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I think the problem with Dan is he is sensational. He's I pictured Dan to be in the final and potentially winning from the start. What he's kind of fall into is that doing too much mm. and then he gets a bit hectic and the thing is, he probably has realised that's happened halfway through the series, but you can't really change things. And he kind of forgets bits, so he forgot to dust his eclairs with icing sugar, which they made a bit of a thing about, which probably it's doesn't not matter that, that much. Deal, no. But then his were a little bit soggy. I disagreed with Paul when Paul said that the chocolate things on top were too big and overhanging. Mm. When you see them in the shop, often there's an oversized chocolate slice yeah, on top. I, I don't understand why people put that on top, because you don't end up eating it with it. With eclairs, I like quite a simple eclair anyway. I didn't like the idea that these were all over the top, like loads of things piled on. Mm. I want a simple creaming and a little glaze on top and that's I've, it. I have heard that about you. Um, he went soft halfway through, which he went does soft. happen to all of us in, under pressure. <laughs> and his filling wasn't smooth. No. So out of that then, who did you think was top and like who was top, middle and bottom? Josh, Matty, Dan. I put Matty, Josh, Dan. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So technical was quite an interesting one. Mm. They had to make a batch of nine lardy cake slices and they had three hours. And they had to candy their own peel in that time as well. I don't know what a lardy cake is, but I've heard of them. Which So I, I quite like this challenge. I, I, I've written down probably a good challenge, but I don't know what it is. See, I did know what it was. I've done one before a long time ago and it is, it's called a lardy cake, but it really is bread. Right. And it's just a bread laid with lard. Like they layered it with all these fruits and butter as well. But actually, you can just do it just with lard. It makes an incredibly soft bread with like a crisp uh, crust. I just think I'm, I'm, not, I'm not turned on by lard. No, saying it isn't nice, but honestly, eating it is nice. The problem with this one is it doesn't look very spectacular. Paul just kept on saying the issue is going to be the proving. But they didn't give you enough time to prove. Because if you put it in the proving drawer in the second proof, it's going to melt all the fats. Which and I thought was interesting. Cruel, but like quite good. As, like a, as a technical thing, as a potential foible, we don't often see that as a foible, which made it an interesting one. The problem Look at is, me using foible, by the way. It's 11 o'clock <laughs> yeah, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it is. The problem is that they then didn't have enough time to do a second proof if they didn't put it in the proving drawer, which meant that they all just had... Like, they were all quite similarly dense mm. and not really made it. Prue did say you needed to have that second proof to really, quote, open things up. And it is important. Patience does open things up, I've heard. And not that I would know from personal experience. Ask your poppers. <laughs> so, third was Matty. Second was Dan. Oh, we're going to be at the end. You've had enough of that one then, <laughs> have you? Is this because you took no notes? Is that what's happened? Yeah, I basically, all I've written apart from anything else was that Matty was at the front, which is always in the final, especially... You are so far away. So, because when he was trying to, when he was smearing his fats, he didn't know what to do. Whereas the other guys could like glance and see what the people were doing mm. from the back. I wouldn't know. I've been robbed for three weeks by that point. So, um, I also wrote down that Alison was great in this challenge. I think we really missed her last week in that episode, which shall not ever be named again. I thought she was lots of fun and I really enjoyed having her kind of bouncing around the tent again. What was nice is sometimes when people have been presenting for a while, they're great. They like 
personify the program, blah, blah, blah. But Alison looked like she was a viewer who'd been allowed to come and present yes. for the final. She yes. was so excited yes. that she was there at the final. And One of the things from a technical actor that I wrote down, which I thought was interesting, was the first time that I found it really obvious that the bakers are being told to read out their recipes. So mm. people might not know this, but generally, if you're watching it, the structure of the show goes that the presenters narrate the signature and the showstopper explaining what you're doing and how you're doing it. But the way they generally structure the technical is that the bakers narrate what they're doing because the bakers read out the technical instructions. And so generally in the first week, you kind of read them out as you go. And then as you get further down the line, when you don't want the cameras to be bothering you so much, you just hold it up and read that, read them all out <laughs> to camera, leaving a little gap in between. And I could tell they've been doing that this week because it was like they kept kind of almost jumping back in time so Matty could read out instruction three, which I thought was funny. Which is because you, you, like you say you actually learn things that you do as the weeks go on that yeah. can actually make it easier for you at the start you just do what they tell you as you go on you learn like ways to kind of cheat the system so when they were judging they said that dan's bake was king alfred did you know what that meant no do you know what i actually did look Is, at me in culture was that a bb thing it, well, there was no BB this week. Um, for listeners who are seasonal, you might not know, but um, we're going through the old series at the moment. Uh, well, we always are. We're series four from next week. But they have boring bits, <laughs> which is what we've titled the bits when they go into the past and learn about history. But it's much more fun to call it BB. And I can give you some BB on King Alfred if you like. Yeah, go for it's it. Like a, I think he's either a myth or a real person, unsure. But he was like an old king from the past and he was distracted by his problems. So like took his eyes off the oven and then his buns were burnt. I mean, if he was a real king, I don't think he was baking his own buns. Well, you never know. He might have had a hobby. Isn't Alfred Elizabeth liked EastEnders. Alfred <laughs> likes burning his buns. <laughs> and I, I can definitely relate to Alfred because I've definitely focused on my problems too much and burnt my buns in the process. Burnt your buns. <laughs> anyway, I've already gone through this bit. Matthew was yes. third, Dan was second, first was Josh. Yes, but, but as we all know, technicals don't matter. And especially this one, when it's the ones where they're all quite similar, yeah. I don't think it was really a thing that... Josh has been elevated by that. Mm. So the next day, they're on to the showstopper. They had to do a tiered celebration cake inspired by their first bake and had four and a half hours. Smashing. Such a good challenge. So Last basic. year, they had to make something inspired by the global apocalypse. Literally, it was the global apocalypse. It was like global warming inspired. And they had to use ingredients from like 10 miles within their homes. And, and they, they had, had to, to have 17 different elements. And, and breads and biscuits and pies and pastries and all that nonsense. This was perfect. Do you know what I like about it when it's like this as well? Because a tiered celebration cake, you could literally do three cakes with the same icing, whatever. Or mm. you can still do all that stuff if you want to. Instead of forcing the bakers to do it, you're putting it onto them to see if they want to challenge themselves. Dan, for example, did take on too much, yeah. but the other two kind of paired it back slightly and had really successful cakes. Now, would you call making a Genoese pairing it back, David? That's an interesting <laughs> sentence, isn't it? Because Matty made a chocolate Genoese. And as we all know, they're notoriously hard to stack in the final as well. In the final. Uh, he got credit for it though. Did you see? They noticed it. To be fair, we need to rewatch our series so I can really, really see how good your Genoese is and we can talk about it. We can, well, actually, I think we'll have a whole episode on just Maybe that. Maybe we could just do that. Yeah. <laughs> but Matty's Genoese, he didn't just take on a Genoese. The chocolate it one. It was perfect. Yeah, so he was doing, the first cake he'd ever made was a chocolate sponge, so he was doing a chocolate-inspired one, and the Genoese was the bottom layer of all the layers to do it, and he'd also never stacked a cake before. Now, I can't be bothered to watch all the other episodes of this season, but surely there was a stacked cake in there somewhere. Probably. Also, stacking cakes, if you're using dowels and boards, it really isn't that much of a See, I'd never thing. stacked a cake before Bake Off, 
ever. No, I didn't. No, I had done one. I'd done one. But the thing is, it is really just three separate cakes. If you were trying to stack and not use dowels, it would be really difficult. Yeah, but even doweling is difficult, like making sure they go in at the right angle and you don't... Oh. And getting the right dowels, because sometimes you use ones that kind of move a bit or hard to cut. So Matty did a chocolate Genoese with French buttercream and crumbled brownie layers. Oh God, lovely. And lemon and rosemary Victoria sandwich with a fr- summer fruit jam. Looked stunning. Those flavours sounded amazing. You're pointing at something. I've written Matty chocolate, so I'm glad that you wrote a little <laughs> bit more down. And I was drunk. What's your excuse? I, did, I mean, I was watching it. So then Josh, his first bake that he was inspired by was a Victoria sponge. But he decided to do each layer kind of with a seasonal twist because he loves gardening and all this but kind of stuff. But not winter. No, no, he just three a seasons. Season, a, the famous three seasons of the year. Also, they said that we're on the spring layer and then they talked about apple. Apple isn't spring, that's autumn. Oh, that's probably just the edit, isn't it? So he did a rhubarb a bit and strawberry jam, apple sponge and a biscuit greenhouse on top. I thought it looked good. I think it looked really good. I think Josh is good at challenging himself but without taking on too much everything he does is achievable i thought with his he might struggle they did talk in the judging they were going on and on about his greenhouse it's like kids make those biscuits that was not like no but the, the biscuit most... would be nice i was thought you were going to say what i was about to say which was they were so hypercritical of josh i was getting really mad about it oh they were they definitely. were like oh the pipe work's not neat yes it is like yes it is i mean it wasn't neat but no one's was neat no but they like, didn't have enough time it looked neat yeah i disagree with them completely um and then they were being really mean about like his compressed sponges and they showed a shot of it it didn't look compressed and also he's made it in four and a half hours he stacked three cakes on top of each other in four hours normally if you're doing a tiered cake you'll leave them in the fridge for a night and talk about savage paul then said your flavours are adequate going towards boring. Yeah, I was really annoyed with that. That was because also with the final, they tend to be, they'll, they'll definitely point out the negative things, but they tend to do it always in a much nicer way than the rest of the series. Right. It was a bit funny with Matty. They definitely, because like, Prude basically said with Matty's, perfect. this is perfect apart from it's on the wonk. It wasn't perfect. Like one of the cakes was done with a buttercream. One was like semi-naked. Like it was fine, but it wasn't perfect. And then they just go in on Josh as if it's... As I as felt like... With this one, there's no need to be mean in the in the judging. Just don't let him win. Yes. Do you know exactly, what I mean? Just yeah. like say the nice things, then he doesn't win. And that's fine. I feel like in a final, I don't need one of them to have done badly for the winner to be deserving. And it I mean, felt that is like... ironically the only way you won. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and it felt like with the edit that they'd pushed, that they were like, yeah, they were too overly praisey of Matty, which they didn't need to do because his cakes looked literally perfect on the inside. Yeah. And then they were too critical of Josh, which they didn't need to do because they could have just given the win to Matty anyway. And they were quite mean to Dan as well. So Dan was doing a lemon drizzle with lemon curd, limoncello creme mousseline and raspberry compote with white chocolate. Um, I've written white chocolate compote, but that doesn't exist. I think I mean collars. Torch meringue and lemon macarons. And they were focusing on the macarons and I was like, well, they're superfluous. The cake is the, is the thing. Yeah. And actually, as they were going through, they kept on trying to make it look like Dan was having an absolute mare. But it wasn't that bad and it was an absolute fine cake at the end. Yeah. The cake looked okay. They said the flavours were great. And then they just went on and on about these macarons, which were just an... Ex- I mean, he shouldn't have put them on, just no. leave them off. But yeah, I thought it was a bit harsh. But yeah, um, the bakers were back, which was nice to see them all. Like, nice to see them all having rested and had a sleep. And it had been torrential rain at the Had start it. of the day and then yeah when they were walking to tent they walked in with the umbrellas at the start of the oh, day I wasn't and then it was attention. lovely and sunny for the garden party and Rowan was outfit repeating which I would like us to normalise I thought that was lovely with Bake Off there's pressure to make sure you've all got your outfits and like in our Baker's group which didn't have the finalists in it we were all like debating outfits debating outfits and I love that he was like I like that one that I wore there I'm going to wear it again yeah. love that also it makes you memorable people remember you because of your outfit and the result who won David? 
Well, do you know what? It was really funny because it was only between the two of them. Normally, when they do the final, it doesn't matter what's happened in the final. Mm. When they say the winner is, they at least show all three faces. This time it was just Matty or Josh. And the winner was Matty. Very well deserved. So congratulations to Matty as well, of course, to lovely Dan and lovely Josh. Just to reach the final is an incredible achievement and they've all done so well. It's actually been a very good series and it does feel like Bake Off is returning to the good old days, which is lovely. Talking of the good old days, David, that is where we are heading next. Ooh, tell me more, tell me more. Well, starting from next week, we're jumping back to series four with Sheffield's iconic Howard, the brilliant Ruby Tando, and of course, the infamous Custard Theft of 2013. It's such a good series. We've also recapped series one to three, if you fancy a little thumb through our back catalogue. Oh, I do love a thumb through my back (laughs) catalogue. For those of you who are internationally challenged, series one to three are available on Roku, and series four onwards is all on Netflix, I believe. And I think they've just added the celeb specials to Roku as well. They're pretty brilliant holiday viewing. Right, I'm bored of the admin. Let's move on to this week's taste test, which comes from Samuel, who's a fan of bacon rolls with mustard and marmalade. You know the drill. You've got the length of these ads to decide whether Samuel deserves life in jail or should walk free. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hello, it's us. Did you miss us? It must be difficult being apart from us for those precious seconds spent listening to various people flogging their wares. Speaking of which, have you heard about our OnlyFans? It's our exclusive page where you can get loads of bonus behind-the-scenes tea, which we are absolutely not allowed to do on the podcast. Not just that, but we also share ad-free episodes, recipes, chats with special guests, and loads more. And this could all be yours for the price of a chocolate orange a month. Just pop over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to find out more and join in on all the fun. Right, the flogging is official. Over. Over? I was just getting started. <laughs> Jail, I think is the answer to that one. Orange yeah. and mustard. And bacon. It sounds like one of those ones where if you were Paul Hollywood, you'd say this, and then you would say, oh, actually, it works really well. But I don't think it would. I just can't picture the sweetness of it. it there's, too, there's too much. It's like sweet and spicy and salty all in one. Also, don't mess with a bacon roll. Just butter. That's all you need, to be honest. Oh, tomato ketchup. Oh, no. If I'm going to have a sauce, it's going to be brown, famously. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had a disaster this week. Um, I went to see a gig at uh, Ali Pali, Alexandra Palace, for those who... It's not a palace. It's just like an old... What is it? I don't know, actually. I think it was like the place where the first television broadcast was, but they did lots of gigs and stuff. Went to a gig, and then I broke a rib... Oh, what? How'd you do that? I broke it. It's quite a boring. I, I wanted it to be like a, like a, fu- not a fight, but like in like a, a fun story. <laughs> yeah. Or like you, I don't know, we're in a train crash or something. Oh, but not, not a serious one. Like a mild to severe train crash. Like yeah, a shunt. Yeah. Um, what actually happened was I was going up the escalators and I checked the app about my bus and I was like, ooh, a bus in 60 seconds. <laughs> and I tried to run and I tripped up the escalator and oh. landed on my rib and then had to stand up, pretend it was fine. Nobody even, like London, <laughs> nobody tried to help me. They just looked at me and I kind of had to like be like, <laughs> silly me. Did you have new shoes that were a bit too long? Nope. Oh. No, there's literally no reason other than the excitement for public transport. <laughs> Actually, yeah, London is like that. I was on my bike once at Old Street Roundabout. Right. And I fell off my bike, landed so my head was on the pavement. And literally, as I was looking up, people walked over my head. Yeah. Because it was a commuter time. No one said anything at all. I'm sorry for doing that. I was I was in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but are you? do you need nursing now? Are you okay? Well, I diagnosed myself through Google. Which is the best way to do that. I would I recommend mean, be, that. And to be fair, there's no point going no, to hospital. My dad's also room. an actual doctor. Well, he's, he's a retired doctor, but I messaged and called him and I was like, here's all the symptoms. Like, and when you've got a broken rib, like they can't do anything. Um, and I was like, I'd rather not waste the NHS's time and I'll just deal with it. It's a bit of a pain though, literally. <laughs> it's a bit of a ball Actually, ache. talk about a broken rib. One time I had a couch surfer come and stay with me. So I used to do couch surfing and couch oh, hosting. Remember, yeah. This random guy. And we were in Edinburgh where there's hills in Edinburgh. So we went Famously. sledging because he was come from a hot country. He'd never seen snow before. We went sledging and we went down on the sledge together. And we just hit this mass. Someone had made a jump and we didn't see it. So we hit this ramp. Ooh. I landed on top of him, broke Ooh. his rib. Oh. <laughs> then he got his flight home the next day and had a pneumothorax on the flight. What's that then? Well, because of the pressure. Name. Pneumothorax. <laughs> no, basically where the pressure like deflates one of your lungs. Like it fills oh, the, that's not the good. plural space. And yeah. The plural space? Yeah. The what plural about the singular space? It's a grammar so joke. You, you wouldn't get it. It's I know fine. it's a grammar joke, but I'm just thinking the medical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but are you still in pain now? It's actually got a lot better. It happened last week. So it's actually kind of like... If you breathe hard, you can't run for buses anymore. No, I can't run for buses anymore. <laughs> and my bedroom activities are a bit less exciting. What happens if you laugh too much? Because well, laughing hurts my ribs. I don't laugh. I'm a very serious person. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my disaster of the week. Should we make this a little... Let's make a segment. Can I get well, a jingle quickly? Three, two, one, go. Disaster of the week. Oh, that was good. That I was a bit like a, a bit like the person on the waltzes. Scream if you want to go faster. <laughs> it was very that. Please keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle. Disaster of the week. Ah!
Oh, that's oh, better. No, that's why like was seagull. there? Yeah, why was there a seagull in it? <laughs> that was meant to be like scared. I'm scared. No, we're going to use the seagull one because we've got the horse, <laughs> the accidental horse in the Is It Rude Tease. Uh, so that's my disaster of the week. I wonder what will happen next week. Shall we get into the inbox? Yes. The first question is from Kat. Hi, guys. I have a, Do you know what? I like guys as a greeting. I do. Someone told me once that it's like it's not including women, but it is. It's everyone, isn't it? So I, when I'm at work, I say folks. Like, hi, folks. Keep moving, folks, because folks includes all people and non-binary folk. But I think guys does as well. I think traditionally it probably was meant to be a guy was a man, but mm. now it's just everyone. I remember when men were men. That's what you're just saying there. <laughs> hey guys. Also, for, um, for somebody who veers on the non-binary side, calling our podcast boys is an interesting choice. Anyway, mm. <laughs> um, I have a baking question. Not me, this is Kat again. And I'm hoping you can answer on a future episode. It is the day before American Thanksgiving. Oh, too late. Happy Thanksgiving for last week. <laughs> um, and I've just finished my pumpkin pies for the family gathering. And I know they're going to taste great, but this is the second time in a row I've had the crust literally fall off the edges of the tin during the first part of my blind bake to eventually end up with, well, see the sad pick attached. And I put it in the script look. I know that's nice. You don't want me to do that. They do look sad. But the filling looks nice. Um, they, a cat says, how on earth do I prevent this? I thought I did everything I could. Rolling the dough large enough, docking the crust, chilling them well. I even, are you laughing at docking? Come on, <laughs> behave, Alex. I even tried a slower and lower blind bake technique this time that alleged to prevent shrinkage but alas appreciate any insight you have is it the recipe is there too much water in the recipe look michael (gasps) you have developed thank you for noticing (laughs) yeah it's exactly that she's because she's basically it's quite a good one because she's already done all the things that you would check yeah and the one thing that's left is if you've got too much liquid in your recipe because you really want more fat to get everybody crispy 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 a crispy flaky pastry (laughs) it's true if you put too much water in then it does it's too soft and it just breaks apart and also careful not to go too low on your blind bake because what you want to happen in the i mean i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this to you and hope that's right but you want the butter to kind of go like explode and go away i'm sure alex loved that noise i just made but like it's meant to kind of puff up and make steam almost so it disappears and cooks the pastry quickly but if you cook it on a low heat the butter's going to melt and it'll just slough exactly and you want it to do like you're saying with biscuits you know when you chill a biscuit and the point is you want the edge to kind of bake quickly first so that it holds its shape Mm. if you have it on a very slow bake it's just going to melt everything slowly and then it'll just slop off. So, so try yeah. and use as little water as possible in your pie crust and you should be fine. Do you use any water? I sometimes put a teaspoon and that's it. To be fair, I normally scrunch it as much as I can and put it into rest. And then just like when you're rolling it out, it'll come together then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sometimes even just like a single egg yolk instead of any water at all. Oh, not even a whole yolk. Just a wee, just a wee dash. Next one is from Marie. So Marie says, it was a festive one. My family and friends always expect big presents for Christmas from me, but this year I'm really struggling to pull together the funds to buy presents like I used to. I'm dreading Christmas because I don't know what to do and I can't bear the idea that people will be disappointed with my presents, which I haven't even bought yet, or that they might get me presents that are better than what I can afford. What do you think I should do? Stop doing presents. Mm. We don't do Christmas presents. I've done something this year with my big friendship group because I'm, I've not got much money at the moment. And I was like, actually, what would be nicer is next year when we're all together, let's go for a big dinner and we'll each buy our dinner and that'll be a lovely thing. But that is the gift. So you're just, just going out for dinner? But yes, but the gift is the company. <laughs> no, it's true. A, a I, gift that you're blessed with every week and have been for the last 54 weeks or whatever it is. I get a Christmas present every week. <laughs> but I think we do the same thing. We often do with my family. It's we bring nice food things home and then we cook a meal together. And we've just made the effort to get like, instead of just buying normal olives, you've bought like a nice jar of olives. Mm. And that's it. There's no such thing. In fact, we do you not like olives? No. 
Not at all. So you didn't have an omelette well, no, this morning? I can eat them in a bread, but on their own, I'd simply rather die. Oh, but how can you eat them in a bread then? Because I'm distracted by the bread. Huh. That's thrown me. That's really? thrown me, Mike, because I thought you were an olive lover. I thought you liked all the salty snacks. Oh, I do love a salty snack. And what this year, I said to Nick Just that we're not going to do... ones. Oh, they are a bit rubbery. Mm. I said to Nick this year that we're not going to do presents. And then he said, what we should do is we should walk around the house because we've just moved house and just stick labels on the dishwasher and the fridge, the things we just bought recently <laughs> and just pretend they were presents. That's a good idea. Because everyone has too much stuff. And like you say, at the moment, there's a lot of pressure with money. It's probably better. I'm definitely an experienced girl. I like going out for an experience mm. or if anything gets one an experience, don't buy gifts. But to answer this question... If you're worrying about money, say it to your family and friends. Be like, look, I've not got much money this year. I'd love to do something. Why don't we do X together instead? Yeah. And like, that's a nice, easy way. People shouldn't care. There you are, Marie. Now we're going to have a quick gear turn because we've got a very different type of email into our inbox this week. Mm. This is from Stephen. If you're my close friends on Instagram, you've already seen this because I just about was catapulted to the moon. I couldn't believe this has happened. Hello, I work for a sex toy company and the moulds we use to make the quote, larger insertables, are silicone. So this holiday, we're going to make D cakes and then glaze appropriately, but need your input. What cake is spongy yet firm enough for a satisfying yet tender bake? And also, what frosting is sexiest? Italian buttercream, American, Swiss, or just a drizz of sugary glaze? And before we go anywhere, we need to take a second to just like drizz. I was literally going to say that as well. A drizz of sugar Shall we just glaze. sit with that for a second? Drizz. Yeah, I don't feel particularly comfortable. I'm not sure whether I think it's iconic or absolutely awful. I mean, I abbreviate everything, but I think drizz might be a bit too far. <laughs> also, drizzle is a cool word as well. Um, next time I'm baking in front of you, I'm going to be like, oh, put a drizz of that on. <laughs> um, I thought this was going to go somewhere else, actually. I thought he was going to ask us for our moulds. Oh, he could have done that. He <laughs> also he hasn't offered us anything for free, which is a shame. He also was doing the larger insertables, so he didn't want my mould. Oh, David. David, so what cake is spongy yet firm enough? I mean, we all know the answer to this. Looking to Alec, should we all say it at once, everyone? Michael's Genoese. No, I wasn't going to say Genoese. <laughs> what? Really? I was going to say a pound cake. <laughs> 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 There's your two options, Stephen. I, I pound your cake, etc., etc. I would love to see a sex toy that was called Michael's Genoese. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to compliment it quite a lot because it's needy. <laughs> You'd have to compliment it every week. Every week you use it. I think I would call it Michael's Geno. Oh, Michael's Driz. Driz on Michael's Geno. Oh, what a horrible Driz thing to say. Driz on Michael's Geno. <laughs> Sometimes things come out of my mouth and I don't know what's happening. But in all seriousness, a pound cake is the way to go. Yes, that is. I mean, it fits for the comedy, but also it actually fits for what he's asking for. And then for his Driz, we're going to go for a glassy icing, I think. For realism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or maybe like, maybe a slack cream cheese frosting they didn't like what you did with your hand there we're gonna move on next up is everyone's favorite section is it rude to is it rude to <laughs> pull on the seat in front of you on an airplane to stand up yes unless oh no actually maybe it's not unless you really need it yeah because if you really needed it my thing is if it's at the end of the flight and it's just because you're getting up to get your bags and things Fair enough. If someone's sleeping in front of you and you're mid-flight going for a wee, mm. maybe you should try not and pull on the seat. I think it's fine if you do a sorry, if you say sorry while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> because you're like, well, because I'm thinking some people might not be like the ambulance, so they might need the kind of purchase. So sort of being like, oh, sorry. 
as you go. I think See, that's okay. I think okay. that's even worse because what you're doing then is you're not even allowing them to be annoyed because they can't actually be angry at you because you've just pulled on their seat and woken them up. Well, not if they're asleep. If they're asleep, stay sat. Just wee yourself. Just wait yourself. There you go. That's my, that's, that's my judgment. Next. Is it rude to <laughs> yawn without covering your mouth? Yeah. 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 Quite a quick one, that then. Do you know what, though? So on, I was on the train the other day, the commuter train, and someone yawned. And as they yawned, they must have done something with their tongue because this like, bit of spit kind of flew out of their mouth and landed on this woman's coat in front of them. And I was thinking, if that woman is facing you, it would have hit her in the face. Could you see the globule? Yeah, there's a proper globule. Oh, that's a good word, that globule. Yeah. God, we, this is quite a good episode, this. We're so enjoying that. I think yawning... I mean, first of all, also breath. I think the weirdest part is when they pretend they're not and they kind of like contort their face into like a weird <laughs> yes. like half O. It's like a <laughs> It looks painful. It's I like monk, like monks. Monk? Munch. Monk. The scream. Oh, munch. munch. Edward Munch, yeah. I'm going to say it again so people think I'm smart. <laughs> it's like Edward Munch. Munch. Oh my God, I fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's like that famous picture of the scream, but they kind of do like a half one. Yes. And it's also not very comfortable to do. It's much better just to go for the full go yawn. Go full yawn. Right, last one. Is it rude to <laughs> go to bed when you're hosting a party at your house and the party hasn't ended? Well, it's a hard one. This is why I don't host parties at my house because I can't leave them. <laughs> yes, because mm. especially I'm an early, I go to bed early. Yeah. That you can do some things. You can put your pajamas on. You can start switching all the lights off. <laughs> just turning the light. When I used to work in a theatre, well, I still do, but an old theatre of mine, we had to lock all the fire exits at night, and I would go around like in the bar, just dropping the keys, being like, "Oops, sorry, we're closing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do some things. You don't actually have to just go to bed because also no one will even know you've gone to bed. But the problem is, drunk. yeah, I I don't want them in my house if I'm not awake. Yeah, so just start doing things. Start tidying up. Start shuffling them. Or just don't have a party. The end. Don't have a house party. <laughs> I saw a brilliant tweet this week because you know about the Irish goodbye when it's no. just that like you leave without saying goodbye. Like oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, I didn't you, I was Irish. Literally, Irish goodbyes at all times. They were saying about the Irish hello, which is exactly what I do, which is when you say you're going to go, but they just don't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, you can't do an Irish hello if you're hosting, so just don't host the party. And that is all we have time for this week. Don't go anywhere, though, as we'll be running through the next 42 weeks of the year until Bake Off Series 15. Yes, don't go anywhere. We mean it. Yes, you. I mean you. We'll know if you stop listening. And then what, David? Well, I don't know yet, but we'll do something awful. Oh, like release another kid's cookbook. Hey! Talking of which, my kid's Christmas cookbook is out now. Available. Enough, all good- enough, David. We need to plug ourselves. I wish I could plug you. Oh my. I mean your mouth. Stop it. Right. Please do follow us on socials at Sticky Bum Boys or drop us an email with your thoughts, stories and questions at stickybumboys at gmail.com. I'm loving the Is It Rude too, so please do keep sending them in too. And we'll be uploading a Meet the Bakers for Series 4 to our OnlyFans this week. So peel your eyes for that. But for anyone who's not on our OnlyFans... Which is surely not many people at this point. We will see you next week. In the meantime, remember to keep them sticky. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Band Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.